Heidi ho, Heidi ho, Heidi ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the show. Um, today's show being brought to you by theenclosed.com. Uh, guys are always sending flowers. And um, I tell guys, look, your woman has had someone that sent her flowers her entire life. And that guy thought, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to her heart. I'm going to give her some flowers. Now, if you send flowers every now and then, nothing wrong with that, but don't expect it to be this big, humongous payoff. Uh, and I always tell people to go to the enclosed.com because the presentation is second to none. And what you're sending her is panties. That's right. Panties. Sexy, luxurious, soft, silky, sexy, luxurious panties. Not some Walmart, you know, uh, drugstore panty. We're talking high end. And you sign her up and she'll get uh, panties for three months, six months, nine months, or 12 months. And they come in a black box with rose petals. I mean, are you kidding me? The presentation is awesome, and the final product that she gets is something. She'll wear these panties for years. Um, hit the enclosed.com and see what I'm talking about. It's T-H-E-E-N-C-L-O-S-E-D, the enclosed.com. It's really that simple. You know, I mean, there's, and two, like, if you don't know what size she is, they'll they'll say, hey, well, you know, how tall is she? What does she weigh? And they have a 95% um, uh, uh, positive rate with guessing the size, the panty size. So go to the site, browse around, and then if you need help with the size, just contact them. They'll sit down and talk with you. They're so cool. They're so nice. The customer service is second to none. The product, the presentation, I am honored that the enclosed.com uh, is a sponsor to the show. All right, let's do this. From the studios. Powered by the enclosed.com. This is the fastest growing podcast in America. America. Welcome to the Kramer Show. Welcome into it. Uh, by the way, I mean that about the enclosed.com. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have them as a sponsor, but that is one of the best services um, for doing something for a woman you will find. I mean, it's it's classy, it's creative. Um, it's, uh, efficient, cost efficient. Um, I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. Uh, I just, I've not done a show outline and normally I do like a, a show outline. I'll put everything in order how I want to talk about it, but I have not done that today. Um, one, one thing I did want to, uh, talk about is this, um, there is a guy that I met like a month ago. I'm not even, I, I don't even recall where I met him. It was real nice, but he was asking about radio, and uh, and 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 people always uh, they say um, they'll say like um, I'm sure you get tired of answering questions about you know radio or or a lot of times they'll say that and then I'll go no no I I don't I I never get tired of answering questions when somebody truly wants to know about what it is that I do 
um, because it's what I love to do. So why would I be, you know, why would I get tired of answering questions like that? Like, I mean, you know, like if somebody really wanted to be a welder, he would never ask another welder, hey, I know you get tired of qu answering questions about this, but, you know, so th there's no difference. You know, I, I don't I don't mind. I, I'll sit and talk to you about radio all day long. So he uh, he says, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm getting a little older. I'm in my mid twenties, and um, and I've been thinking about, you know, I always I always thought uh, I'd like to do radio. And and could you tell me like what's the easiest way to to go about getting into it? And <clears throat> so I talked to him, and um, so then <clears throat> so then we started talking on Facebook. And about two weeks ago, he was telling me that he, that he was uh, signing up for an internship. Uh, and he was trying to do that. And then yesterday he was asking me uh, more about it. And, uh, and I said, look, here's the deal, no matter what it is that you do. And, and, and I, I, um, and I, I, re I can't tell you how much I mean this. If you think about how many hours you spend at your job, okay. And you add those up per year and then let's take, you know, your life. And let's find how many hours, uh, how many days, and then let's put it, let's formulate it into months and then years. How many years and months do you spend at a job working for someone else? How many? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's up there, you know, and, and there are so many people in this country, in this world um, that do jobs that they don't want to do. Now, I am a realist, and I know and I realize that not everybody in the world is going to be able to do exactly what they want to do. There's just not enough room for it, okay? But if you don't try to do what it is that you love for a living, then you'll never know if you can do it. And having said that, I was talking to, um, who was I talking? Oh, I was getting my hair cut the other day and the woman was asking me about it and she goes, well, what's, you know, what, are there any negatives about it? <clears throat> and I said, well, you know, she's talking about radio because she was asking what I do. You know how it is. You get your hair cut, they start t talking, you know, and, and so, um, she was like, what are the negatives about it? Because we had talked about living in Florida and I said, well, the negatives are, that I've had to sacrifice a lot of time, you know, away from my family. And, and if I could change anything, I would, you know, I'd much rather be near my family. Hold on. Ah, I've done a lot of talking today. My throat's really dry. Um, but with what I do for a living, you, you can't pick where, you know, you can't just say, hey, you know what, I think I want to, I want to, I want to do this in Birmingham. You know, like if you want to do, um, you know, be a car salesman, you know, you can fucking do that anywhere, but you can't be in radio just wherever you want. So you kind of have to follow, you know, the money. And I have, I have, I have sacrificed so much and I have just, I've gone all over the country and. You know, and I think about it and I'm like, thank God I love it. Thank God, because if I didn't, this would really suck. 
So I think it's pretty clear and pretty evident that I love radio uh, as much as I've traveled around for it. No matter what it is that you want to do, though, you have to you have to find. I guess what's inspired this. I've been reading this book uh, at home. Oh, what's the name of it? Oh. It's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, I'm reading the book, and a lot of it talks about doing what it is that you love. But but the book centers around how most people don't really know what their strengths are. And he says, in America, in American culture, in school, we're always taught, well, uh, you're bad at math, so we need to concentrate on math. You get a D or a C in math. So let's concentrate more on math. And he said, if a person is not really good at math and they try to be and they try to be and they try to be, they're not going to excel at math at the same pace that they would excel at something, say, like music or like English or whatever. And he goes, we don't. In our culture, we don't focus on those strengths. We focus on the weaknesses. And he's like, it's not practical. It's not practical to do that. You know, if your strength is talking to people, talking to people and and getting in front of people and presenting things vocally, if that's your talent, yet you're stuck in an office dealing with numbers then you're not going to be successful. You're going to have a shitty attitude. You're not going to like your job. You're not going to be your best person with coworkers and the boss. You're probably going to wind up costing the, the company on some level money because you're at best a mediocre employee. Do you see what I'm saying? There are so many people like that out there that are going to work every day, doing the grind, and that's as much as they accept and, and that they think that that's all that they could ever possibly be because they never aspire or try to be something that they love or that they, you know, that, that they don't try to find something that they could develop into it being something that they love and getting paid for. Now, it's all relative. I mean, I don't know if this will inspire anybody to do it, but I, I really, you have to... You have to, I, I told my wife recently, in, like in the past month, because <clears throat> she took a job with a pharmacy and she doesn't like it, you know, and she doesn't like the boss really. And she doesn't like the, the fucking job. And so, uh, what she really wanted to do was do something creative and she likes, um, party planning stuff, loves it. Uh, anything that has to do with um, flowers, anything that has to do with catering, um, anything that has to do with um, she started uh, refinishing old furniture and she really got into it. <clears throat> and I said, <clears throat> and she's like, yeah, this is a lot of hard work, but, you know, this is what I love to do. And, and I said, but, you know, what you got to do is formulate some kind of plan where you can do at least part of the time what it is that you love and really concentrate on it. And then that way, um, you know, you're, you still have a full-time job, but you're getting some of that goody 
from doing whatever it is that you love to do. And then I think in life in general, part of our success is bumping around like a ball in a pinball machine. And I really believe that because let's say that you're interested in a, in a certain area and you happen to like the guy who uh, has been emailing me, you know, he, he, he was just out wandering around, heard we were there, drove over, said, hey, this guy is in radio. I'm going to go up and I'm going to ask him what his opinions are on how I should go about doing it. And I gave him an answer and he took that and then he went to a college. He signed up. He paid his money. He's going to eventually be in an intern program. Part of life and doing what it is that you love, part of that is kind of bumping around and bumping into people and talking to people and you know joining up for groups on Facebook and asking people real questions and formulating all that shit. <clears throat> you know, and then and once you've formulated it, taking some kind of action and moving the ball, moving the needle a little bit. You know, and you don't have to People get the impression that in order to do what it is that they love, that they've really got to rock the needle, you know, like you, you got to like pound it. And then, you know, in a month's time, I got to be doing a full-time career in what I love. That is bullshit. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic. Every month though, that needle should be moving a little bit, right? Like you should be talking to people on a certain level. You should, there should be somebody that you appreciate that, that you admire, who is in it, who makes a live? talk to people, bump around, move, move. You have to, you know, you can't sit on your ass and just automatically say to yourself, <coughs> wow, I want to be a, a wedding planner. I want to be a, a party planner. And then you're just going to sit there uh, at your cubicle every day saying, I hate this place. I hate this place. I really want to be a wedding planner, but you don't do anything to become a wedding planner. You're just shitty pissed because you have to go into this job every day. So what do you expect is going to happen? There has to be movement. There's got to be something going on. And, and you know, no matter what career, um, you, know, and, you know, and by the way, there are so many great people out there that are so creative and talented and so smart. That they can go, if if they move around right and contact the right people, they don't need a, a separate college education to make a business out of what it is that they love. They just need to move. Action. You got to have some kind of action. And and I think, too, back to the, my book that I'm reading, is sometimes we're not honest with ourselves about what we're good at. You know, like some people... Some people think they're good with people and they're not. And if you find out that you're not good with people, that's okay. Cause there's a million other different things that you will be good at that you are naturally good at. Um, and I wish I could remember, I'm sorry, my, <clears throat> my voice and my, um, allergies and everything are fucking with me. So I'm doubly annoying today. I'm really sorry about that. Um, but there, and I wish I could remember the name of my book, um, because it, it does that. It, there, there are online tests, and there are books out there on this where it's it where you can you can answer questions, and based on your answers, <clears throat> it'll go in and analyze your answers, and it will tell you what you're naturally good at. And then once you know that, 
uh, they will even tell you what types of careers you need to be in. So, man, my my throat is just my whole. I'm like, it's like I don't know that somebody's pumping in dust or something into the studio because <clears throat> my eyes are watering. I'm, I'm choking up. My nose is running. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway. And I had so many great points that were coming up, but I can't think of them because I'm all jacked. Oh, well. This is The Kramer Show. So anyway, Donald Trump. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> there's, and there's a little bit of me. There's a little bit of me that when he, uh, like, that thinks, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it and see how fucking crazy shit can get. Because he just, because what happens is he says really simple shit that means nothing and then fucking dummies, right? If you've ever said this sentence, I like him because he's a straight talker, you're as dumb as shit. Just because someone says something simple that you understand doesn't mean they're a straight talker. You can say complex thing and be telling the truth. But like, because he goes, I'm gonna make America great again. And you're like, I got every word in that sentence. He's like, I'm gonna build a wall. I have a wall at home. You're a straight talker. <laughs> and then he just says shit that it won't happen. Got to build a wall. Mexico's going to pay for it. <laughs> Who? Well, I haven't heard a Mexican yet go, oh, yeah, we got this. What are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's just saying shit. He's like a kid running for class president. He's just walking around going, and we're going to have two lunches. <laughs> and... There's going to be a soda machine in every classroom. Nashville football rolls. <laughs> but here, here's where it doesn't get fun. And that's all. It's good fun. But here's where it's not fun, right? What he does is he preys on fear. As soon as he, at the beginning it was, oh, Mexicans, they're coming over and they're raping. And then there was a, there was a terrorist attack and he went, oh, fuck, I'll go after the Muslims. Ah, oh, we should kill the families of Muslims, which, by the way, you're not allowed to do. Uh, <laughs> we, and then it's just, and then he started saying, after the Paris attacks, we, 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 should, we should put every Muslim on a register, and we shouldn't let any more refugees come in from Syria, and the Muslims that live here on a, refu uh, on a register, it, you, that means Izzy's win. As soon as he says that, Izzy's a fucking one. Right, because their plan to shoot people in Paris, that's not a, their end plan. They didn't kill 128 people and go, ah, well, that's that done. You know what I mean? It's a recruitment tool. 
And it can only, the recruitment tool can only work if hate is bred. Right, so what he does is he says, oh, we're gonna ban them. We're not gonna let any more in the country and the ones here have to be on a register. Now you're a 16 year old boy or girl that's a Muslim living in this country. You've lived your entire life in this country. You've always considered yourself American. And then all of a sudden, someone who could be your president says, you are not welcome here and that you should be put on a register. Now that kid, how fucking quickly do you think that kid could be radicalized now? Before it wasn't gonna be radicalized at all. So what he's trying to do is, he's trying to defeat hate with hate. And hate doesn't beat hate. It's never fucking beaten hate. It just makes more hate. Now this might be the most hippie thing that ever comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but it's true, the only thing that can beat hate is love. Now love doesn't always beat hate. Right? It don't. It doesn't always beat hate, but it does do something, right? Now think about your own personal life. Think about a person who hates you and you hate them. From now on, just show that person nothing but love. Now I'm not saying for a second that that person will start loving you. They'll probably still fucking hate you. But one thing will happen. Eventually, everyone will see them as the asshole. Don't be the asshole, America. Don't be the asshole. He has a big mouth, a big ego, and a big... You're listening to The Alpha Male, The Kramer Show. I'm scared. I'm scared. So let me tell you, um, uh, something happened last night that made me feel so less than a man. First of all, I will admit... I don't know anything about mechanics, all right? I, I mean, if I don't know anything about mechanics. I can't repair anything. I don't fix stuff. It's not in me. I just don't have that. And luckily, my son, by the way, he does. He loves to take things apart and put them back together again, and he loves uh, engineering, electricity, tools, he loves that shit. I don't know anything about it. You know, I mean, to the point ad nauseum. I mean, it's like, um, you know, I I really just, I cannot grasp basic mechanical concepts. All right. But I bought a truck a couple, I, like a year ago. I bought this uh, 98 Ford F-150. <clears throat> and I had always wanted an old truck. I, and it's, you know, I don't know why. I just, I've always wanted an old truck. And, uh, you know, it was like after I turned 30 or 35, I wanted an old truck. So finally I got me an, an old beater. It's an F-150 and it's got scratches on it. It's got rust on it. Uh, but it's got that smell and, you know, it's a five speed. So it's, you know, the five in the floor. <clears throat> and, um, but months and months ago, I noticed like, if you drive it for a little while and you park it, sometimes it won't crank. But if you wait 30 minutes, it'll crank back up. So it was driving me crazy and I was trying to figure out what it was. So I'm thinking, you know, you know, what, what could that, why, why would it, because when you try to crank it, it would sound like it was flooded. 
Like it, it wasn't an, ele- an electrical issue. You know, it would turn over, and it was and go dead. And I was like, sounds like it's flooded. So I thought it has something to do with the gas. Maybe it's a, a fuel. Maybe it's the fuel pump. Maybe it's the fuel filter. I don't know. And, and that's where my mind was going with it. Again, admittedly, I'm not a mechanic. So last, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, what happened? And my wife goes, you know, I, I think it's an electrical thing. I think it's the battery. And I was like, why the fuck would it be the battery? Just, I don't know. I just, I, I, th- I'm, I just, I think it's the battery. There's something there. You know, it's like, because we, we drive it for a little while and it works fine. And then we turn it off. And then we try to crank it. It won't crank. I think it's the battery. And I was like, that's just stupid. So last night, she was, you know, driving it to move something. <clears throat> and she was, gosh, she was way up north on the northern side of town. She's almost up in the, in, in, you know. And she calls me and she's like, hey, um, the truck won't start. I'm like, God damn it. So I go out there and um, I, I get her. And uh, she goes, you know, I think it's the battery. Why don't we go to AutoZone and get some jumper cables? Because I think it's the fucking battery. And I said, it's not the fucking battery. Why would it be the battery? Well, I mean, you know, look, you don't know anything about cars, do you? And I go, no, I don't. Well, then what do you think it is? I said, well, I think it's the fuel pump or the fuel filter or, or something like that. Because it sounds like it's flooding. She's like, I know, but I can just tell when I try to crank it. It's like, it's not getting all the juice, whatever. I just, you know, here. Uh, and she looks up on her phone. She goes, there's an AutoZone right over here. Uh, two blocks to the left, just turn left at the light. We'll run over there. We'll get a little thing of, of jumper cables. We'll go back and uh, fine. I go, okay, fuck it. So I pull into AutoZone. We go in there and we get some jumper cables. I come back out. And I was like, the battery. <clears throat> it's like, this is a complete waste of time. Complete waste of $19, but okay. We go back. I pop the hood. I put the cables on there and the motherfucker cranks up in less than one second. I told you, I told you, I told you it was the battery. I told you it wasn't the fuel pumper. I told you it wasn't, you know, I I, I told you it was the battery. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you know what it feels like to have to eat crow when your wife tells you that she kind of gets what the mechanical issue is with your F-150 and you don't have any idea? Oh, my God. So funny. All right. So, hey, by the way, so to uh, those of you who are forum members, if you go to www.creamershow.net, that is my message board. And we have tried every I've I've I have tried everything to get people to post okay everything so <clears throat> the other day i looked at it and i was like i, I just don't get why there's no one posting I, I mean i don't really understand how it is that i can post all this great shit and yet we don't have people that will come over and sign up everybody's looking at it you know like some of the views on stuff is just through the roof so I, I think I figured it out, okay? For those of you who are longtime listeners, I think I figured it out, and I want you to pay attention to this. This is intriguing. 
So what I did was I, I made a, a, a hidden thread on our message board that says, for your eyes only. And in that thread that you will not find, well, if you look for it now, you'll find it. But it says, uh, if you got an invitation to this thread from me, then uh, I'm wanting to, I want to ask you to be a member of the Faithful 55. And the Faithful 55 will be 55 people who believe in what we're doing over here, who want to be part of a message board that creates really funny, good, and informative, up-to-the-minute, up-to-the-date news on a forum, on a message board, and you'll be a major part of it. And, and I want you to do that. That's why I sent you the invitation. <clears throat> I sent that to six people. And uh, I sent it to six people who I see posting on Twitter or Facebook that I think would make uh, some really good posts on our boards. So all six of these people have never really been a part of a forum. They're all over Facebook and they post on Facebook all the time. I had to explain to them how to sign up. I had to explain to, to a couple of them how to get an avatar, what an avatar is. I had to explain uh, to one guy about 15 times the difference between his password and the password to the secret message board over on the site. And what I realized is there is a major learning curve you know, and to some of us who have been on message boards for 15 years, there are a lot of people out there who have never, ever, not once, <coughs> signed up for a message board. So, one of the guys' name is DeGraff67, and he had never done it. And uh, all day today, he's been posting, and he's like, man, this is really fun. He's like, I'm, I'm really getting into this. And I was like, hey, see, that's the kind of guy I, I want over on our message board. So we're finally getting some people uh, over there. If you're an old-timer um, and you haven't signed up for the new forum or you haven't been over there posting, uh, get over there because it's starting to, it's starting to get fun again. Uh, and the more uh, people we invite and the more people we get into it, uh, it's just, it's really cool when everybody kind of gets each other and I'm picking people to invite that I think would really enjoy the, the other people. So <clears throat> hopefully we'll have <clears throat> um, more people like that coming aboard. There is one video I have to play you. I don't know if you believe in aliens. All right. I don't know. And there's a there's a part of me that really really wants to believe in aliens, and uh, I only have one alien like story that I tell, and I at that moment was convinced that what I saw was an alien uh, ship, but this guy, he um, I think he's in I think they're in California, and he sees these lights, and in his defense. They are beams of light, and they stop, and then they kind of like they seemingly get together, and it, it is weird. 
But this guy is 100% convinced that at that moment, aliens are invading the planet. And it is so fucking funny. Let me play you this. Look, y'all, another one, those are aliens, those are aliens that come in the same area, the same area. Look at that. That is, those are aliens coming down here, y'all. Look at, it's coming down the same direction. Oh, it's breaking up. Oh, it's six, it's eight, it's nine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, look. Look at that. They stop. Dude, I mean, there's so much chaos happening right there. There's like a phone going off. There's this. He's screaming. The kids are screaming. <coughs> the neighbors are screaming. This guy fucking, I mean, it sounds like something out of a movie. Like, I mean, he is, he's 100. Oh, it's breaking up. That's good. That is good shit. Loud. Loud. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. Rude. Rude. Opinionated. Opinionated. But hung like a horse. Kramer. Kramer.